Welcome to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries, a Christ-centered conversation that will encourage and inspire you to live a better life. Now let's join Galen Jones of James Group Ministries. Welcome to Hacks for Life. I'm Galen Jones, your host, and I'm here with Scott. And, you know, I really don't know what we're going to talk about today, Scott. So uh, just get us kicked off. The thing that's so cool about that is the people that are listening to this just prior to this last week heard part one of this, and they don't know there's been... It was last year whenever we did part one of this, and we had the holidays, and so it's been what? It's been six wow. weeks or so since we did. So I guess from you, it's a, it's a, it's allowable for you not to know what we did. So let me refresh everybody. Okay. Let me refresh you. Yeah, yeah. Help me. And yeah, everybody yeah. else can be refreshed. We, we've been talking about the Bible, and we've been talking about basically sort of building a structure to say this is why we think the Bible is reliable. Correct. This is why, you know, we can trust it as God's word. And then, you know, eventually we'll we'll crack it open and look inside and see what some things this is, you know, about the nature of who Jesus is, that sort of thing. And we were beginning to talk about the idea that the New Testament documents were, were written early rather than them being, you know, written you know, 50, 60, 70 years after the events. Right. And there are a lot of liberal scholars that will tell you that they're they're written quite late. And if you go back and you read history um, around some of these these claims going back even to the, to the 19th century and, and that sort of thing, and some of these really liberal scholars, there are people that were writing their dissertations saying that, like, the Gospel of John was written in the mid-2nd century and things like the 150 AD. And, of course... All of those have to get revived. I think, you know, they're all wrong. I think they're wrong. And as new information comes to light, it's really interesting whenever you have somebody that says that and then somebody finds a piece of ancient document. It's called the Ryland. I'm talking about something called the Ryland Papyrus, which is dated to about 120 A.D. Yeah. And it was in Egypt, I think, that it was found. And it just destroyed all of these dissertations overnight, unless, you know, John somehow, the, the gospel got written in 150, and whoever wrote it had a time machine, you know, was able to Go put, back. put this back 30 years. Yeah. At any rate. So I think there's a good argument to be made that the documents were written early. But I'll also give this cat, and we talked last time, I, I kind of went down some of the dating that liberal scholars hold today they'll say generally speaking for instance uh you know like the book of hebrews was written um between 80 and 90 a.d the book of john 90 to 110 i'm just looking at a list it's the same list i, I read through last week uh, or last podcast um and i want to as a caveat at the beginning i think it's important to point out that the early or the late nature of these documents does not mean that they don't contain truth it's okay for a document to be written later and still contain truth. Um, I think, and I was I was looking this up. I think Alexander the Great lived around 350 BC, something like that. And the 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 earliest biography we have from him is from um, the first century AD, so just nearly nearly 350 years after he lived, and that's considered to be an accurate biography of Alexander the Great. Nobody looks at that and says, well, it was written late, so you can't trust what's in it. Um, and so just because something was maybe written a little bit later after the event occurred, that does not mean that the document is um, invalid. But I think at the same time, these documents, I think we can make a really good case that they were written very early compared to the events. 
and they were written in the lifetime of the eyewitnesses. And so what we're seeing is eyewitness testimony and we're seeing the things that were written, eyewitnesses could step up and say, you know, that's not true. That's not how it happened. And so it, it sort of enhances and adds to the uh, credibility of these documents. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But one, just uh, a thought that came to mind uh, while you were talking. Um, I think we're, we're both of us were old enough to, to remember JFK. Who? No. Okay. I do know him. Yeah. Do do um do you know where you were when he was assassinated? I was born exactly to the day one month after he was assassinated. Uh, so you I know where I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I know where I was. Um but I can remember. Yeah. Um and I can remember my parents, you know, the the their reaction my grandmother, I was living with my grandmother at the time. I can remember her reaction. And and plus we lived um, at the time, just oh, maybe three or four miles from Parkland Hospital. Well, where they took him, sure. And so I can remember hearing the si- I mean, I can still play the tape with really? the sirens. And I mean, because it was, um, we lived right by Love Field. That was and a scary so, day, yeah. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, and 9 11. I was alive then. Do, yes. Do, do you know where you were when that – what was going on when 9-11? Yeah, I remember it. I could probably retell you the events of that day like a picture. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and we all have things like that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to try to see if this will tie into what you're saying as far as writing. You know, you're – because they're writing after an event. You That's can't, correct. You can't write about the event before That's the right. event. That's right. Sure, of course. So um, what, one of the, the things I've been thinking about is – you know, when you think about the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. he taught like that. And, and what I mean by taught like that, he taught in such a way that you didn't have to take a whole lot of notes to remember That's right. what was going on. That's correct. Um, and as a, um, a, a teacher, uh, I'd like to consider myself uh, maybe have a small gift of, of teaching, um, how did how did he do that? Um, but it seems that these things, there are things in life that are just naturally and very marked events in our life that, just like you said, I can tell you pretty much the whole day that happened when during nine eleven. And I, I can too. I, in fact, I was coming to this office. I was I was working here at this uh, location where we are and. Um, driving in and hearing it on the radio going, what? And then got here and then they were all watching things going down on television and I was um, had meetings scheduled and all those meetings were canceled anyway. But uh, just as as, as, like I said, something that I'm reflecting on is how did he teach that way? What was it about his teaching that left embedded a marked within the hearers, yeah. at least his disciples. Yeah. Uh, and John also notices and, and notes that uh, in the Gospel of John, the um, that when certain things happened, it'll John will put in there and the disciples remembered. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. especially, you know, like when he washes the feet and they said, oh, well, when he, after the, the, his death and resurrection oh well oh that yeah they remembered it um that's just interesting let's say something is written 30 years after the event but 
the event itself occurred in a way that makes it very clear in your mind yes. to the point that you're going to you're, what you're going to document you're going to document as it actually yeah, happened. Yeah, I, I think I could document like, like I think I heard you say mm-hmm. I could document exactly what um, where I was on the highway. Sure, I oh, was yeah. on I was on six thirty five coming in. Yeah, and uh, when I heard it on the uh, the uh, the news and um, when you're ha- when there is a marked teaching. You remember it, and and you, right. I didn't. I didn't stop down, stop and pull over and take notes. No, I, I don't have any bullet points to remind me of all that. But boy, I can tell you about that day, and I can tell you about that evening of John, JFK. Yeah, and that's probably the reason that some of the teachings were crafted the way they were, is to leave them very um, vivid in the memories of, of those that heard him. Yeah. So yeah, I think that. And right. I'm not. A, I'm not pr- proposing that the documents were written late. Um, but even I, if they I'm, were, I'm they just, could still be accurate. Yeah, I, I I just think that if if our if our listeners or others uh, you know thought about it, that they will will note that they have things that have marked events that they have happened in their life that they can recall. Mm-hmm. They could jot it down, and it would be just spot on to what their experience was at the time so anyway yep. in fact i was having a conversation just i think it was just yesterday or it maybe have been maybe been this morning it was one of the two where i was talking to a, a skeptic online and he was you know we were just talking about whether the new testament was credible or whether actually i think he takes the position that jesus didn't exist and his question to me was show me a document that was written while jesus was alive and that's his standard and of course, that's not how history is written. And what you're describing is right. People remember things and they write them after the fact. They don't write them as they're occurring. They're, you're not going to write a story about Jesus' resurrection before he before the event occurs. Yeah. You just can't do it. I mean, you, know, you get into the idea of prophecy. Yeah, there are some things in Scripture that do talk about his resurrection before it happens, yeah. but not in a typical history. You write the events after they occur. Yeah. Well, so. you know, that, that um, and even if I wrote them as that they were, you know, I've gone to conferences that I've thought, wow, and I've heard, uh, you know, a teaching or whatever going, wow. And I, and I you know, marked that down, mm-hmm. um, but I can't remember it like I remember 9-11 or JFK. Yeah. yeah. There's just something about certain things that, on you. that happen that it's embedded. I'm pretty sure if I went to the empty tomb and saw that there wasn't a body in there, that would probably leave quite the impression. Yeah, I, and, and when I look, when you look at the the gospel narratives, yeah. to me, I, I'm um, uh, as I'm looking at those, I'm going, this is like that. This and, if yeah. I would if I were to have that experience, I would be going, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's not going to leave my that's, mind anytime yeah, soon. I don't have to take a note. Of course, you know they didn't. They weren't didn't have their iPads and you know their uh, devices that they could take quick notes with like we do. Right. Um, but and that may have hurt them if they did because we've lost the ability to remember things since we have all of these memory devices like we have a phone, we got the iPad. I thought it was because of my age. Well, that too, oh, with you especially. Oh, okay. But the uh, where were, I forgot where I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, there are people today. Our memories are considerably atrophied to what they used to be because we don't have the ability I mean you know people would learn 30 and 40 languages you know per, you know people that were well educated in the ancient world and I can barely keep up with English you know it's just the the way that we do things today is so 
fundamentally different. It, it, we should expect that people in an ancient culture who relied on their memory for everything, they're going to be far more better developed than that. So you're right. What people write down, even if it's not immediately after the fact, even if it's, you know, even if it's 60 or 70 years later, it's, you know, you're more likely, significantly more likely for them to, as long as they're trying to tell the mm-hmm. truth. I mean, if somebody's deliberately making a story up, you know, all bets are off. We don't have any indication that they're doing that. Yeah. So I think that that's a, it's a well-made point. There are those crystallized moments <clears throat> that you remember. And in a culture that relied on memory, what you can expect is they're going to write things as long as you're trying to tell the truth. It's true. You know, they're going to they're going to be remembering these things. Yeah, and they're, and they're going to be accurate. I, you know, I, I uh, just as I was thinking about this, I asked several people, do you remember when blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I was doing this. I was doing this. Blah blah yeah. blah. And it's you know, it kind of like a gospel narrative in right. in the sense that the recall yeah. of what was ha- what was happening at the time would be very accurate. Can you remember the moment when you asked your wife to marry you, and kind of that whole, or maybe she asked you to marry her? Yeah, that's, right? what, that's, what, that's what actually happened. Yeah. Now yeah. she listens to these, so I listen. Oh, I better not make stories <laughs> up about it. Okay. <laughs> But that moment is very clear to me. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, twenty six years later, it's very clear to me. It's not yeah. gonna. That's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I would like to learn to teach like that. What, what, when I was originally thinking about that, I was thinking more in terms of okay, how do I learn to teach that way? What yeah. Has that impact? Yeah. But when you were bringing this up, I was going, well, yeah. I mean, uh, it, you can remember that stuff. I'd like to learn to learn that way. I mean, it, honestly, I'd like to have better memory than I do, and I think everybody these days does. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, getting sort of back into the back into the the main uh, current of the topic, we um, you know we're, we're sort of just talking about we believe it's written early. If it's not written early, okay, that's fine. If there's a case that can be made, the case that I would want to make is are the contents. Um, true are they reliable and we'll go through that is there is there reason to believe that what's in the in the contents um, can we rely on them as historical um, and I've there's a I won't get into it now but there's an example that I'll give here here in a bit it's an author named Colin Hemer and he, he's listed 84 facts about the second half of the book of Acts that are so in, intensely precise that it's impossible that the book of Acts is not a historically reliable document. And it's crazy when you read the list. And he, I don't, yeah, anyway, we, we can get into that a little bit more later. But so I think this has been a good discussion. Why don't we pause? And because I think we'll Since shift. I derailed we'll shift. I don't think it was a derailing. <laughs> I think it was a let's get on the rails again. Um, and then we'll go through from here. We'll begin to sort of unpack the idea of why do we believe it's an early dating? And we'll look at what some of the liberal scholars say, and we'll read some quotes from people like Bart Ehrman and whatnot. And then we'll try and make the case that we think it's it's reasonable to con- conclude that the documents were written pretty, uh, pretty quite early. Pretty early. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You've been listening to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries. The James Group is a nonprofit Christ-centered organization that seeks to serve the community by offering skilled caring support for anyone in need. For help, call 972-243-4673. That's 972-243-4673. For questions and comments, email Galen at jamesgroupministries.net. That's G-A-L-O-N at jamesgroupministries.net. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Hacks for Life with Galen Jones.